It's Monday night, September 17th, 2018. It is the fallout from Monday Night Raw, one night removed from hell in a cell. I'm Justin Labar alongside Wrestling Inc. owner Raj. Gary, Raj, how are you tonight? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We anxiously await Mr. Matt Morgan, who, of course, will make uh, uh, an entrance that I'm sure we that is, is suitable for a man of his uh, Unless he fell asleep. You know, he's been busy. So uh, hopefully he makes it. Uh, we're not sure. <laughs> not no. promising anything. Tough, tough work uh, having to, to, to be polit- politician by day and uh, wrestling ink uh, pundit at night. Yeah. Rock can be a, it can be a long show to watch. It, yes, it, it can be. Uh, well, overall, uh, before we go into spec- segment by segment, are you uh, happy you watched all three hours or was it a regret? <sighs> I, you know what? I didn't. Th- I, th- I actually thought most of Raw tonight was pretty good. Um, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't super exciting or anything. It didn't have me. Uh, a lot of it seemed redundant, like a replay of what they've been doing like the last month. Uh, you know, the Ascension and Bobby and Chad Gable uh, is a perfect example of that. And then you know the brawl with the Shield and and whatever they're calling themselves the the the, the Wolf not not the Wolf Pack but I don't whatever know. whatever they're called. You know, they, I was hoping they, they would. I was, just, I was hoping they wouldn't be together long enough to need a name. Yeah, well, it's looking like they will be. So, uh, you know, that that just seems like they're kind of running in place. There's nothing really new uh, going on with that. So as far as uh, storyline, you know, things moving forward, there wasn't much of that. But it was, I thought, a pretty easy show to watch. Just long. There was, some... there was not much moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there were some things different. You know, we saw some a few fresh matchups. But I'm just gonna say it. No matter no matter how um, interesting a Brock Lesnar storyline might be, no matter how <clears throat> rare uh, an Undertaker appearance might be, pretty much no matter what you put in this, I, I you know I talk about this a lot with a two hour format with with Glenn on Wednesdays talking SmackDown. It, I, I don't I don't think it's possible for them to do three hours of like a show that goes. Wow, I want to see this again. I think I think it's I think it's literally by the format that they have to go by, which is they have to rehash things. They need to bring viewers in who are coming in hour two, or hour three. I I think it's almost probably nearly impossible for them to have three solid hours of a great show. And that's not because they don't have the talent, but it's just because the way they format things. Uh, it's just in you know multiple segment matches and just the way they they go to breaks. I just I don't think it's possible anymore. I think I think you're never going to get three solid hours. Where you're like man, start to finish. That was that was great. I think you'll get you're always going to have some dead periods. Moving forward, yeah, it's just you know before um, before the night after a pay per view, it would feel more fresh. You know, you'd see a lot of uh, new storylines coming up as opposed to just kind of keeping going with with the current ones. I mean, you do got Brock Lesnar thrown into the mix now, um, but other than that, it just seems like mostly just it's kind of the same stuff. Well, Roman Reigns opens the show. He comes to the ring, so we, we've seen this many a times. Uh, Reigns comes to the ring, obviously talking that you know he wants a piece of Brock Lesnar. He's quickly interrupted by Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman says it's the second time he's been screwed out of uh, winning the Universal Championship by Brock Lesnar, so he should be first in line to get a piece. Uh, and then we end up finding out from uh, Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin, uh, that we are going to have a, a quite quite the triple threat and it's really it's a triple threat that for a while I've you know I mean it's a triple threat that makes sense I mean these 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 guys have been these guys have crossed paths so much I mean it does make sense to see I suppose based upon the booking uh, recently and then into Sunday night but at the Crown Jewel uh, in Saudi Arabia the the, the next uh, Saudi Arabia show in November uh, they're going to have a triple threat for the Universal Championship where Roman Reigns will defend it against both Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar and this of course then brings out Paul Heyman uh, who just cuts a little promo to remind everybody that Brock Lesnar's big business and he will once again be the champion. Yeah, and Matt just texted he should be on here shortly. Uh, man, it's getting confusing um, with all these shows that they're promoting at the same time. You know, yeah. uh, you got Hell in a Cell, now you got Crown Jewel, you got Evolution, and uh, and the Super Showdown. And a lot of the matches are, are kind of similar. You know, you got uh, AJ and Smojo at Super Showdown. I'm sure you're going to have AJ and Samoa Joe, you know, in some form. Uh, well, actually, probably not, because I guess uh, at uh, Super Showdown, whoever wins Daniel Bryan the Miz is the new number one contender. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to keep track of right now. It's it's pretty insane the number of shows that they're kind of promoting. Well, I mean, WWE is getting so much money for these shows, and we've heard about you know the next decade doing Saudi Arabia and then the money that the the, the royal family is giving them and. You know, it, 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 I'm torn because on the one hand, I can certainly 
uh, to say, okay, these these international shows are just going to be basically glorified what we say in the states house shows. Um, you know, where you're not expecting you know any great movement in the storyline, and it's just you know uh, just glorified. You know, you might get some an Undertaker appearance or, or John Cena or Triple H appearance, but you know nothing more. On the one hand, I would say that, but then on the other hand, there this is not going to slow down. They are going to continue adding on. This is going to become more of the norm where we talk about them having to promote multiple big international shows uh, in a you know in, in a in a two month period. I wonder, are they going to you know as as we see stuff with the Undertaker, which we'll talk about, and we're seeing. Some of these things. I mean, is it going to get to a point where it's going to make WrestleMania tough for WWE to put together and make Wrestle? You know, they're they're rolling out these names, and we see Cena versus Triple H back in Saudi Arabia before. Now we're going to, you know, now we're seeing, uh, you know, the Brothers of Destruction and, and DX basically potential here in these next couple shows. Like, at what point is it going to make WrestleMania almost impossible to top what they're doing for these international spot shows? Right, and you know, we're looking at possibly was it five Undertaker matches this year. We had WrestleMania, Madison Square Garden, the two Saudi Arabias, and the Super Super Showdown. And three of those are these international spot shows. So, yeah, to your point, they are kind of like glorified live events in that if you miss it, you don't really miss much as far as storyline progression. At least that's how the first Saudi Arabia show was. Mm -hmm. Nothing, you know, the the Reigns-Lesnar match was probably the most consequential thing. I I think you had uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt winning the tag titles, but, you know... Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's seeming like they're they're pushing these next two shows more than they did the the last Saudi Arabia show. That last Saudi Arabia show, they just kind of kind of mentioned the one match, and they didn't push anything too hard on it. Whereas it seems like they're they're pushing these matches a lot harder for these. Well, yeah, the last Saudi show was just the Great Royal Rumble, the greatest. You know, just you're you're gonna see fifty guys. You know, that, Wait, that's well, you, right. But you had the Reigns and Lesnar steel cage match, and they kind of right. did a, a one week build for that. Yeah, they yeah. barely mentioned Cena and Triple H. Um, yeah, it was kind of most of the matches were kind of an afterthought, considering the the, the level of star power they had. I just find that show this show fascinating because we're hearing about you know we're here we're he, we keep hearing more and more. I know Rusev had revealed recently in an interview that was on Wrestling Inc. You know about how how he got, how he got, you know, how he got put in the match with Undertaker, pulled off, and then he got put back on, and 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 the the, the prince, I guess, they wanted Russo to be in the match. It's like, you know, it's like th- this guy is getting like a booking credit. He gets to help book with Vince McMahon. What he wants to see in this match, I just find that in this show, I just find that kind of crazy. Yeah, there's kind of conflicting reports on that because uh, one story is that Jericho was put in, and then Vince found out about that he was going to be facing Tetsuya Naito in June, and then decided to pull Jericho. So it's depending on who you believe. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? What's up, boys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you good. We can hear you. Okay, cool. Well, Matt, we're just in the opening segment of Raw, which the big headline to take away from this was uh, Brock Lesnar is going to once again be challenging for the Universal Championship in Saudi, in, in Saudi Arabia. Triple threat, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. Did not predict that. Did you guys? No, <laughs> no definitely did not. Ugh. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, though. I mean, is Roman still the t- – is Roman – he's now the champion. Is he the top guy? Yeah, and uh, I will say this. You know, last year at SummerSlam, uh, you also had Samoa Joe. Um, but you had Braun, Brock, and Roman, and that match was one of the best matches of last year. I mean, those guys – can forget that. It was. Yeah. So – uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Brock uh, coming back. It seems, you know, who knows with Brock anymore? It's hard to say, like, he's going to be gone and we won't see him until after his UFC title fight. Because when is it? They haven't officially announced it yet. He still hasn't officially signed with UFC. So he's training for the fight. I mean, you look at him, he's definitely uh, looks different. This is the lightest I've ever seen him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ever. Ever. Uh, and, uh, but. You know, they, they wanted to do it January, February of next year. So it allows him to do this match and, and get back to training. So, and it, he's going to be making at least over a million now for this one match. So, what? Yeah, <laughs> he's getting seven figures to go to Saudi Arabia. Think about that, Matt Morgan. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels probably is too. You get, I think Shawn's probably getting seven figures for uh, coming out of retirement for, for one more match. In Saudi Arabia, will they do they give WWE this money specifically? Say, hey, here's a million bucks to bring Brock Lesnar? Well, they, it, it seems like these shows are basically ran like like paid shows on the independents. Basically, Saudi Arabia is giving WWE uh, X amount of dollars, and then WWE just, you know, puts it down. 
Yeah, so it was between well. 40 to 50 million for the last show. So like 45 million. WrestleMania, oh man, I was going to look this up, but it doesn't do near that. It no. grows near that for WWE. You know, so it's it makes a, t- a lot more than WrestleMania. So it. Here's, uh, here's a question for you, Raj. This is a billion dollar company, correct? Still? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Do you do, do you look at this and see them like because it feels very independent to me, with them saying, "Hey, bring in this guy. We'll give you the money for it." It feels exactly what he just described it as. Actually, a little independent ran. I know it's not being ran independently, but that's what it feels like, and therefore it gives me a little bit less of a big time feel that WWE has always given me this major league feeling, like they're hard up for money kind of thing, which I don't can't imagine they are. Mm-hmm. It's just well, weird. It makes them look. It looks. It makes them look smaller. To me. I'm just being honest. And it's going to be a billion dollar company. Last year they made around 800 million. So think of this is almost 50 million. That's close to you know, that's like eight percent of your of your annual revenue. So just from this one show. So it's. I mean, it's a lot. And and doing two of these, that's you know, that's yeah. say that's 100 million. So well, now you're you're over. You're way over 10 percent. And Matt, Matt, the way we described it just before you hopped on is it kind of has a feel. These shows, while they're making big money for WWE and why it, while it does make them seem, while it does illustrate them as a global brand, you know, they're going around all these places, it is pretty much like a glorified uh, house show you know, in terms of what actually happens. You know, it, it's yeah, a glorified house show. That's basically what yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah, like you see The Undertaker, but it, there's no storyline progression. Like they don't build an angle with them no. to move forward. You, you just see him do a squash. Right. Uh, with Triple H, obviously they're going to build to Sean and Triple H against Undertaker and Kane uh, for the Saudi Arabia show. So they're doing, you know, the Super Showdown. It'll be Taker and Triple H, and then from there they'll they'll do the tag match. Um, so I mean, they're getting the big stars out, but yeah, it's kind of like one-offs. So. Do you get that? Do you get that feeling for Kane? I hate saying that. I I, I love Glenn, but do you guys get that? big feeling from him i mean we've seen him wrestle so many times just recently i don't know I'm just... I, I don't get the big feeling from him but i mean i guess we, we don't it's not like we see him and taker together that often so i mean i guess the nostalgia act of that you know same it's the same nostalgia as seeing sean and hunter together you know yeah if it's kane against anyone else it's not a big deal but kane with the undertaker and then against sean and triple h you know dx against the, the brothers of destruction, brothers of destruction. That's, it's, I mean, it's like 2002 all over again. Hey, it still sells. Hey. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and I, it'll, it'll, I will be interested to watch this. And I'll be excited for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. So this, the Saudi Arabia show is in early November, and it's gonna, it's like a week right after Evolution, and, and of course. Days, yeah. Yeah, the big, and the big thing everybody knocks about the last Saudi Arabia show is obviously the, the, the lack of females and the, the culture and all that stuff. It, it is going to be a little odd that WWE's going to be promoting this women's evolution, revolution show, and then a few days later, you know? Yeah, you, like, got, you, not... you got an all-women show followed up by an all-men show just days yeah. later. Oh. Where were they at where the girls got to wrestle and they made like this earth-moving thing? I think it was, I think it was Dubai, I think. Was that, Dubai? Uh, Abu Dhabi. that was Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, right? sorry, Abu Dhabi. Oh, no, you might be right. Dubai, I think they wrestled in Abu Dhabi before. It was a really big deal. I it, yeah, it was a big deal. Except TNA had done it before WWE, but they were WWE was definitely pushing it like they were the first. I'll say this though: I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're going to do these salty shows for the next decade. That's what we're hearing. I wouldn't be surprised that as as I mean, and I'm just learning as we go here that you know apparently the that people in power in Saudi right now, they are progressive. They are trying to do. They they want to try. Hence, introducing a Western culture like WWE into the. Into the market, I'll be. I, I bet you by the end of the ten years, they do have a women's match. I bet you WWE breaks that ground oh, for sure. and is part of that PR thing of their the first women's match there eventually, for sure. All right, so uh, triple threat match is in place uh, for Saudi Arabia. So I don't know if we'll see Brock again before that, but of course, if you have Paul Heyman uh, doing the mic work, I don't know if you really need to see Brock. Uh, but going to Dean Ambrose versus Drew. Well, uh, real quick, in that they also Baron Corbin announced that later that night it'll be him against Roman for the. For the title, yeah. Which is which? When was the last time the title was defended on Raw? Uh, it was a few weeks ago, right? When Roman with Finn. When's the uh, last time it was? When was it? When was the last time it was defended versus a jobber? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these were the the first two Universal title matches in eighteen months or something yeah. like that. So. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Baron Corbin makes the main event later that evening. Uh, we get Dean Ambrose, Drew McIntyre. Uh, I like this match. Me I thought too. this was good. I, I liked what I think Michael Cole said it off the top. He said he was looking forward to this match of two unorthodox styles, and I think that actually kind of did play out uh, real well as these two uh, back and forth. Uh, I specifically like the ending. Uh, Ambrose, you know, he's he's out on the, he's outside. Um, looks like he's going to get counted out. Right at the right at the count of nine, dives back in, immediately gets nailed by the kick from McIntyre, and that's it. I thought this was just a very good finish. Really, really good finish, absolutely. And it Drew, uh, no, sorry, no, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, no harm in that loss whatsoever. He doesn't get hurt by it. Drew continues to get built, and, and it, like I said, it doesn't hurt him though. Like that's a very believable finish. He doesn't look weaker for it. He looks tougher trying to get in the ring on 10. But oops, you know, there's a boot to your mush for your trouble. No one's getting up from it. You know what I mean? Like, like that that made perfect sense. I love the way that was booked. Yeah, they were, and they're protecting that Claiborne cake. No one's kicked out of it. Uh, you know, even at the pay-per-view, they're Drew's a, it's clear they got huge plans for him. He hasn't been beaten since he's been on the main roster since coming back. Um, he looks like a superstar. Um, he's got everything. Um, so, and he's great in the ring. I thought, you know, oh, Dean Ambrose, he's hit or miss in the ring, really. Drew's a better worker. I'm sorry. Everyone's always so used to the bigger guy not being the better worker. Right. Drew, other than Dolph, which ironically is his tag partner, you know what I mean? In that whole angle, there's not many, maybe Seth. But nobody else is better than Drew, like work rate wise. Drew is good, mm-hmm. real good. Yeah, they had the match of the night last night. That tag match was probably the best match oh, of the show. Oh, how yeah. great was that? And how and how interesting, you know, when Drew had his first run in WWE and he was anointed by Vince himself uh, on was, as the chosen one. He was right to do it. And then, you know, that that didn't pan out. There's some mm-hmm. things happened that didn't pan out. You know, I think the last thing we saw before he left is he was doing, you know, 3M. Um, 3M, right. <laughs> uh, and now he's back, and it looks like, you know, it looks like he is truly the chosen one now. Like he, moving. he looks like a different person now, too. I mean, by changing his hair, growing the beard, he's, he, you know, he, he, he looks a lot, I don't know if older is the right word, but more mature. More mature, a little he bit looks, more seasoned. Yeah, and he looks but like not a man, an old man, man as opposed to a boy. Yeah, right. He's, he's, only 30, he's only 33, so he's got a lot of years. Yeah. And you could always see it. Cornette used to say this about me. I was a puppy, I was a puppy with big paws, meaning I'm still growing into my working body so to speak i was going to improve every day in wrestling because i was still so green but i, I have potential that's what that's what basically it means same uh with his body you could see it from like when he used to do dark matches for us when we used to be over in the scotland area england anywhere in the uk uh drew drew mcintyre was like super skinny tall but super skinny and then he started putting on some size and then when he got signed he put on a little bit more size but he was still stringy looking now that dude's got the perfect build in pro wrestling. Yeah, it's not like overly muscular, but it's, it's thick. It looks, it, it looks. Yeah, it looks like an action figure. It looks like everything you said. He's everything to be a star. I compare it to Randy Orton, just that prototypical perfect kind of, you know, even bigger though, with a little bit more meat and muscle. Yeah. Believe it or not, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's a little thicker, like more than the legs muscle. too. He's a big dude. It's so talented. Like, again, his work rate is crazy good. Like, did you guys see when he got released from WWE? He went right to work. Like, he was having like five star matches at Ring of Honor. Uh, at, was that Pro Wrestling Evolution or something like that? Pro Ev, whatever the hell it's Pro called. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Did he? Pro, did he go there? He went I know to he was uh... something Ev, something Ev, Evol. Uh, he, he was working overseas a lot at uh, uh, ICW in. Uh, well, we know those, but there was one specific one that Gabe Sapolsky was running. It, it might have been Evolve. I, I, I forgot yes. that he worked there. He yeah. was just lighting it up with everybody, and people are like, "Oh, wow, this dude really wants it." You know, you could tell he wanted it. He wasn't like when I first got released and I was doing indies. I, I'm not gonna say I cash. I, I just like you know phoned it in. But I wasn't looking to go have five-star matches with guys either, which is the wrong attitude to have, uh, admittedly. But uh, that, you know what I mean? He could have done that and still make his payday and still get invited back because he was a star. But uh, he did. He chose to, you know, work and get better. Yeah. And look what the end result is. He's going to be a world champion. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, it was Evolve. He was ICW, Evolve, and uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So, and uh, did some stuff with What Culture Pro Wrestling when they were around. 
So we see Drew backstage uh, after his win. Uh, we see him with his partner Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Baron Corbin comes up and talks about uh, how he's going to uh, you know, take on Roman Reigns later in the night, but he also talks and gets and convinces Dolph Ziggler to go ahead and have a match and, and, and enact his rematch clause for the IC title against Seth Rollins. He says that Rollins is hurt and isn't even in the building, and then if he doesn't show up, that Ziggler uh, will become champion uh, because the title will be stripped off of Seth Rollins. So they build to that. Um, and Corbin continues talking to some staffer, probably a writer, about how great, his, how great he is at his job. I'm making two title matches later in the night. Can I say something? I gotta say this. Baron Corbin is like a thousand times better on the mic since he's become general yeah. manager. That was yeah, the idea he, for it. And, and it's worked great. I mean, he seems comfortable. He would always seem so awkward on the mic and like it, it's so scripted and, and robotic and he is just so much better now. It's hard to argue. Yeah, I think that was the point of, of, of him being put in this role with an authority. Thing. It was it was to it's, make him make him get him out of a shell. That's always a, it's not it's usually always the reason. It really is. You can't rely on your size. You can't rely on in ring physicality. You can't rely on athleticism. You got to rely on your facials and your and your voice inflections and things like that. You have to get better. You won't have that spot very long. So he's done that. You got to give him that. Although every time I watch him work now that he's in this gimmick, I feel like it's I'm like God, it's gonna be so uncomfortable wearing those dress clothes, sweating, and I don't know, work on the match, and then I don't. Know. Ugh, I hate that. It's the only okay. thing they got to tinker with. They got to change that. Yeah. Uh, we see another backstage after that. We see Natalia with the Bella Twins. Uh, Ronda Rousey walks in. Everybody embraces. They're all best friends. Um, yeah. and Basically, uh, Ronda says that she wants to do an open challenge. She's asking the girls, "How do I do an open challenge?" <laughs> 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 so, so Matt, could you tell us how does one do an open challenge? Okay, well, it's a, it's a special WWE secret. All right, girl, and we've been doing it for years. So you're in the club. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Come here. Let's go in. Let's go in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's a special. I don't know. So they tell her just go out there and beware what you wish for, and 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 go get them, girl. I hate with it. They put the they put the women. They treat them like sorority sisters. All of them, like they're all clumped together in these different groups. And except for Dana Brooke, she's the only one that's not affiliated with anyone now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know they're just chatty, and I don't know. It's just I think chatty. You gotta do more they're special chatty. stuff with Rousey. They're chatty. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? They're, you know, it's not a bunch, bunch of chatting. No, she, they, she doesn't come does. across as like the biggest superstar in the company in these in these segments. I can't believe they've managed a way to do it, but they have found their way to do it. Yeah, I mean, she's still super over, but they're they're they're, they're bringing her down every you know as much yeah. as they can. Hey, real quick, at the pay per view last night, Nat Nat's holding her arm up. Did you not think the turn was coming? I did. I did too. All right. She had that look on her face, even though I was like, but they're going to do Nikki Bella. So why would they do the turn? I think I was just hoping for it. Maybe that's what it was. She also had that look like that very, like, I'm going to turn on you. I'm going to turn on you. Smile. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. This is closing right now. (laughs) So uh, Rhonda goes and finds a special contract just to fill out to do an open challenge. So we'll get back to her in a little bit later. Uh, we see a fresh matchup here. Um, Chad Gable, who's being paired right now with Bobby Roode, he goes up against Victor of the Ascension. And never mind the surroundings of you know Gable and Roode and how weird that is, but I actually enjoyed this. It wasn't long, but it was longer than what most matches are with Victor or any of the guys from the Ascension. Uh, actually, a really good match. Uh, Chad Gable, obviously super athletic. I-, I tweeted this. He reminds me watching him move. He reminds me of a, a stronger but he reminds me of a stronger version of Owen Hart, the way that he was moving huh. and some of the some of the move sets he did, which I thought was interesting that I thought that because because Victor, as most people don't know this, Victor is actually a veteran. He trained in the Hart Dungeon in Calgary. So um, what a compliment though you just gave him. I, I but I but I mean I don't know I don't know what you think of him, Matt. I mean, Chad Gable though I mean he's a stud. He's awesome. Or, you know, hard to argue that he's not he's not nasty in that ring. He is. It's, it's just I, which is crazy because he has all the charisma in the world. Mm-hmm. He, he does have tons of charisma. I just don't know what – is it just the booking? Maybe it's just the booking that has soured me on him. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's, I mean had a, he's, he's had booking misfortune from the, from the moment they split up uh, Jason Jordan. I can usually get past that sometimes with certain talents. I'm just not doing it with him. And Bobby, Bobby's hurting me too. 
Oh gosh, man, they're smiling and the and the little little inset promo that they did. It's freaking brutal. And it's 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 like it's got to be so over the top, right? Like they can't be thinking this is a good idea. It's got to be Bobby Roode's going to clobber Gable one of these weeks. It's got to be. I mean, they're giving him the Colt Cabana uh, uh, in in you know what do you call those you can, inset promos, like you said. Yeah. Like they used to give the guys in the eighties. Yeah, and they're all smiling, and Bobby Roode's like, "You're doing it great. You're doing glorious, great." And it's uh, uh, God, it's so brutal. It's like, what are you doing to him? It's got to be a turn. Otherwise, oh my gosh, this is dude. Real, real Bobby Roode is throwing up inside his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, his smiling is just is so corny right now. Ugh, so so, uh, so Chad Gable ends up getting the win. Uh, they tease Connor trying to you know, trying, Connor tries to get some outside interference. Uh, Chad Gable gets a win. After this, though, we see so that you know what that means. That means next week it's going to be Connor against Bobby Roode. Crisscross. So Probably. basically, basically four weeks of the Ascension versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Yes, yeah, no, he's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's, I, well, and that, that's usually how it goes. I will say this is something interesting. I don't. Maybe I'm just reading too much into this. So after the after the match is over, uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode they're you know celebrating and everything's so glorious, and then Connor attacks both of them from behind, and then Connor just walks off by himself. Normally, wouldn't you think like once you attack the other guys that you like grab like your tag partner or walk out the tag partner? But he straight up just went out on his own. I thought that was odd. Maybe I'm thinking way too much, but I thought that was just a little unique that maybe like they were spotlighting just him. I don't know. Uh, I, I took it as they're just building to another another match between them. Even though Rude and Gable have won every one, I think it's fair to say that uh, the Ascension lost this feud. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's how I took it. But, you know, maybe. I mean, uh, Connor and Victor, aren't uh, they're not, you know, making magic together, so... Well, and I've said this. I mean, Connor, we we there's no, we haven't seen a lot of him. You know, the only way you'll really see Connor work is if you watch him at a house show, uh, and, and he's good for his size. And I've said this: if you look at him, I mean, he's a big hoss. So you he's look at his big. size, yeah. and, you know, he's got a look. I mean, that's that's a guy that where if you hit a reset button and you and you and you try to actually build some credibility, you know, that's I don't know. I I I've always thought that they kind of are just wasted wasting him and not even giving an, somebody new a chance, somebody fresh a chance. He but, should be repackaged for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where it goes, but you're probably right, Raj. We'll probably just crisscross between those two teams. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, glad to see he showed up at work an hour and a half after the TV show you starts. Get fine for that. <laughs> he should. <laughs> you never bitched about The Rock doing that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Seth Rollins arrives, finds out that he's going to uh, have a, an IC title match, and if he doesn't do it, he will be stripped of that. So uh, he reminds everybody it's Monday Night Rollins. He walks off. And we get what everybody wants to see, the advertised appearance of The Undertaker. So this probably, or not probably, this is the top story of the night for sure. We, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but we'll go in depth here. So Triple H comes to the ring, or uh, Taker, Taker comes to the ring, talks about Triple H last week, cutting the promo, saying, um, you know, he, Taker's lost all of, of Triple H's respect. Uh, Taker responds, kind of very, you know, very... Uh, you know, par for the course taker response. Yep. But what really catches everybody's uh, attention is Taker acknowledges that Triple H, or that Shawn Michaels is not going to go all the way to Australia and just sit in the crowd. He knows that Shawn Michaels could be a factor mm-hmm. at Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia. So just to make sure that the odds are even, Taker announces that his brother Kane will be there in his corner, uh, which that obviously gets a big pop. That is the big uh, headline story of this. Uh, so now we know we're going to see The Undertaker versus Triple H for the last time with Shawn Michaels at Triple H's corner, Kane in their corner. Uh, Matt, is this leading to, with all the talk of, you know, Shawn coming out of retirement, is this leading to a tag match at per, per, perhaps at Saudi Arabia a few weeks later? Yeah. Yeah, it feels right. It does. Yeah. It seems weird to... I don't know, Sean coming back after all these years to do it in a tag match. But I know it's the money, you know. They they want all this money. Sean probably doesn't want to do a singles match. He's protected. If yeah. He it, it makes sense. And those guys will work a great – I mean, they could all work a great match with doing nothing because they're such big superstars. That right. It's the Rock Hogan thing. You don't have to be doing all these athletic moves. You want to see a super kick teased a few times, then connected. We want to see a couple suckets. Uh, you know what I mean? We just want to see that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's pretty much definitely leading to that tag match. Now, I'm assuming it's going to be Taker and Kane, unless Kane gets a bunch of crap for doing a match while he's mayor. Right. <laughs> but, 
Uh, I, I was thinking about that as soon as you guys said that earlier. Um, I think you guys alluded to it last week. It could be a tag match. Yeah. And I remember thinking that immediately, going, how would that play out in, in his, with his new role? Mm-hmm. You know, does he get heat for it? Does he not? You know what I mean? Not everybody understands pro wrestling. Yeah, I remember Jesse Ventura when he was governor of Minnesota. He was the special referee at SummerSlam, you know, that, that one year. So, Yeah, I mean, I got to think, you know, I mean, for, well, first of all, he, he's, you know, Kane's elected. So, you know, it's not like they're going <laughs> to, they can't, they're still out of office a couple weeks later because he, oh, yeah. yeah before, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, so much of, so much, you know, he, you know, he used The Undertaker to help do fundraising and having a special meet and greet appearance. I mean, he, you know, he used a lot of his, his obviously his WWE platform to help, you know, help. Get, get, get whatever you need with those funding or, or just, you know, in front of people's faces. I mean, I think it's probably, I, I got to think his constituents is, is going to accept the fact that they might see their mayor playing a character on television around again. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, 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 the president of the United States is a reality show star. So, I mean, it's not like it's new stuff anymore for him. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So we see the video. Uh, it's obviously uh promoting Connor's cure a lot this month. We see a, a video of some of the local kids who were uh, getting to have their wrestling characters, Bailey and Sasha, bringing them out on the stage. Um, you know, they get to do the entrance with Bailey and Sasha. Cut to break, coming up next, uh, Bailey versus Dana Brooke. And I gotta say this, I know that this is probably not gonna be a popular opinion by anybody watching this or, or the chat room or whatever. Bailey gets the win in this match, um, delivers a vicious knee to Dana Brooke, by the way. Uh, but Dana Brooke, from the last time we really saw her in the ring, which before all the Titus Worldwide stuff, which was you know a little over a year ago, like she's actually gotten much better in the ring. If anybody remembers what she was prior, she's made considerable leaps and bounds uh, progress. That is exactly what I thought too. I put that in my notes. I was like, man, Dana looked the best I think I've seen her look in she, a long time. If Glenn was there, he'd be going bananas. He's a huge <laughs> mark for her. Is he really? <laughs> yes, but uh, she deserves it. She's improved. You can't say she hasn't. Yeah, this was the best she was looked. Yeah, yeah. That knee though. <laughs> if you saw yeah. that, that knee that Bailey gave her was was vicious. Yeah, yeah. This was a good match. I mean, it was short, but it was good. And I don't think I've ever said that about a Dana Brooke match. <laughs> no. Kudos yeah, good to her. her. She's improved a lot. Yeah, good for her. Um. So yeah, Bailey gets the wins, so and not really. Not really much much to do there. They're running uh, in place, her and Sasha. Yeah. Uh, we see Drake Maverick and the Authors of Pain. They bully somebody backstage. Uh, they head into the ring. Coming up next, uh, Authors of Pain. We see them against two more uh, local guys, uh, Gregory James and Barrett Brown, if anybody cares. Uh, we I did mention this on last night's podcast. but the So we, we were talking about how much the enhancement talents are paid. Uh, so I found out now currently what they make is $200 to appear. And then it's two hundred dollars if they're physical. So, but then they uh, an additional two hundred uh, if they're physical. So, and they can actually also get more. They can also get some uh, considerable bonuses if there's a. Uh, I know a couple guys in the past where if they, if obviously if they're there as extras, and there needs to be a spot rehearsed. Like I know back when Ryback was going through jobbers, uh, I know of some people who you know, they did a they did a rehearsal spot that was a little more physical than what they wanted to use any of their own guys for, and they can and they, they wrote them a bonus check for being willing to be the base of the guinea pig, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, extra I don't money. know why he just didn't take my word for it when I answered this question like two months ago. Well, it's it's changed since then. 50 bucks. Think, I said 500 bucks. Yeah, so it's changed like 300 for, you know, if you're not being physical, you're only paid 200. You just said it's 450. No, it's uh, it's two hundred if you're not physical, like you know the security guards. You know, oh, it's not two hundred plus two fifty. Okay, no, and it's another two hundred, just another two hundred if you're uh, if you're in a match or physical. So four hundred or two hundred, depending on if you wrestle or not, or get thrown around. <clears throat> well, still a better payday than probably Gregory James or Barrett Brown are getting on the normal indie uh, nights uh, to get a few minutes of uh, a few seconds of national tv time uh they get beat by the office of pain are you guys digging are you guys behind this drake maverick yes spike, I am. spike, I, spike dudley kind of look to him i am not with that crap on i'm not but as 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 a manager who's diminutive like that he's the ideal referee or ideal manager because it makes everybody around him look bigger p.s he's super talented and got pretty much world beater promos when he wants to 
He's awesome, but they're not having him do much talking, and he's such a no, great talker. But eventually, I have a feeling they'll get there. I do. Yeah, and they need to get they need to get him out of that outfit. He it's, yes. he just looks ridiculous in it. He does. He but does. other than that, he's I think it's a great pairing. But maybe the ridiculous outfit adds to the heat. You know, here's the little barking dog with his two big dogs, and he's dressing like the big dogs. Yeah, it, it, I just he, have he a hard looks, time taking it serious. Yeah, he I mean, looks author's like, a pink. Oh, so go ahead. He looks like you know, he looks like a middle aged. Husband trying to be kinky for his wife. It, it looks horrible. <laughs> take it, take it. Some of that blue chew, huh? Yeah. Promo <laughs> code ink. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think AOP. They're supposed to be this, you know, uh, a serious tag team that you, you know, that are supposed to be devastating. So when you yep. have a serious tag team, to have something that distracting on the side. And it is not. a little. It is a little distracting. You're right. Yeah. Authors of pain dominant. I mean, who challenges them? What, Gable and Bobby Roode? I mean, who, who's even there to challenge them? Well, Good. Maybe that's why they were put together. To be fed to them, or? Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there's not, there's not really many tag teams right now. Uh, hmm. You got the Revival, but AOP are through the heels right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Matt Hardy pretty much retired. So, yeah. So we get another uh, another backstage Ziggler and Rollins uh, leading up to their match. Go to break. Uh, Ziggler versus Rollins. Another, you know, I, I don't really know what to say. That probably hasn't been said at at, at, at length in the in the previous weeks of in months of watching these two guys. You know, another another match you'd expect from them. Very 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 good. Very well done. Um, Seth Rollins gets a win here. I, I don't I don't I really don't have much more to say because it's it's just kind of it's just becoming becoming standard. You know. Yeah. I, th I think they're doing the matches that we were expecting them be to be doing when they first started feuding, and now their feud is kind of over, and now they're having the really great matches that they weren't having early on. You know what I mean? Like when they had that Ironman match, it didn't really knock anyone dead, and the crowd reaction was part of it, but also it, 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 I, I don't think it lived up to the expectations that a lot of people had. And now, you, you know, they killed it last night on pay-per-view in, in that tag match, and I thought this match was really good too, but... A lot I of do. that's the reformation of the shield. A lot of that is making them uh, emotionally invest in the shield as a as as, as, a, as a as a unit. Those two, um, that you know what I mean. That 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 even though he was crazy over Rollins, I would argue was even more over singularly, right? Oh yeah, uh, I think they brought him run. down. It, it's it's something with maybe it's Dolph. I don't know what it is, but you're right. It's different right now. It's better. But yeah. Oh, We've seen this match a billion times now. Yeah. yeah. So Seth Rollins gets the win. Um, we see Roman Reigns backstage doing a quick interview. Again, uh, just hyping the match. He's going to have a Baron Corbin where he's going to defend the title uh, later on in the night. Um, Hispanic Heritage Month. We get that video uh, celebrating that. And then we finally come to the Ronda Rousey. She's ready and figured out how to do an open challenge. <laughs> comes to the ring. Talks about she wants to be the champion for the fans. She wants to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like Bret Hart. Like, uh, I'm like you're going to get booed here. Uh, I'm, 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 keep dropping and, those names. And she's dropping the names, and she says all this. She says she wants to be like Austin. She wants to be like Bret Hart. She wants to be like Ric Flair. And then she says something. I'm pretty sure that Ric Flair, Bret Hart, or Steve Austin ne never used the word gumption when challenging somebody to come out uh, and fight her. When she said, who has the gumption? What the hell? WWE's writing. That's WWE's writing, obviously, right? Did she did she miss the part where they were told her to say Matt Morgan? <laughs> did I miss that? Did I miss that? Um, gumption. That's horrible. God that's horrible. dang it, you idiots. That's got to be a Vince word, right? Gumption? Yeah. That's a writer's word, man. That's so annoying. Yeah. Gumption. Uh... I was trying to. I've been trying to like reenact Steve Austin. Ever how could, could Stone Cold ever make Gumption sound cool? I don't think so. I will say this though, Rousey. Outside of the Gumption, uh, she's getting way more comfortable oh, in the promos. Yes, yes, with everything. Her facials, her selling last night at the pay per view. Yeah. I thought she did a lot better. She's getting better, man. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's gotten a lot better. I didn't think she should be selling that much for Alexa no, Bliss. No, she but, shouldn't. But, but when, by the way, one punch should knock Alexa Bliss. Out. Yes. I, yes. Ever, never should she punch Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Well, for the call of gumption and Natalia's music hits, uh, the delayed entrance for Natalia, and then we see the riot squad dragging Natalia out to the stage. They obviously attacked her just as she was trying to find the gumption to come 
answers to the challenge. Uh, so we get uh, the right. one thing I didn't like about this is I felt like when Italian music hit, Rousey should have been like kind of shocked and, and disappointed or, right? you know, like like just surprised as opposed to being like, oh, hey, we're going to have a we're going to have a nice match, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think she, you know, remember how Hogan was when Andre turned on him like, crying and, Dude, you know, on the ground. I cried. I cried. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm not expecting that, but a little more, a little more surprise and emotion that your friend is, yeah, you know, kind of turning on you. Yeah, no, that's wow. a good, that's definitely a good call. Yeah, she did not. She just kind of had the smile, like, oh, it's Natty. Yeah. Um, the Riot Squad comes out, and uh, you know, all, all hell breaks loose. Riot Squads, obviously, uh, they're dragging that Natalia. Yeah, they got the numbers game, dragging Natalia. They got the numbers game. They get in the ring. Um, Rousey's. You know, trying to handle them each. I, I got to say, uh, one thing that stood out, uh, Ruby. I think it was Ruby, yeah, Ruby had a nice spear. <laughs> she gave a nice spear to uh, uh, to Ronda Rousey. I thought that was a, just you know, kind of stood out. Uh, and that was right before the Bella Twins come out to make the save to even things up. And uh, the Bella Twins standing tall with their best friend Ronda Rousey. Best friends forever. They're always best friends. I like this segment until the the Bellas came out. <laughs> yes, I was just gonna. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, just something about it. I don't know what. It's Force just, and fate. Yeah, yeah. It's just the Riot Squad. They have a they have a little bit of something where you kind of could believe like they could take Rousey down, like the three of them. Yeah. But the Bell is saving them, needing to save Ronda Rousey. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just can't. Can't take That's it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I so I mean, what are we what are we looking for here? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna team together. It's a six six woman team uh, in Australia. I mean, is this where is this where Nikki Bella turns on Rousey to set up a Nikki Bella Rousey at Evolution? Is that what we're looking for here, Raj? Say you don't care, Raj. Say I don't care. <laughs> you know, sadly, what I think they're gonna do is afterwards they do a backstage segment on Raw where Nikki's like, you know, I would love to have a match with you. And she's like, oh, I'd like to have a match with you. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm telling you, that's what I think they're going to do. It's something along those lines. They made, they made Ronda Rousey part of the Powderpuff Girls. Yes. They managed a way to make her be a dandelion. Like, you, she's a badass. Just let her be hers. They had her way. Yeah, give her something heated. Give her something with, like, real... Real emotion and, and like, just really want to see her get at somebody. Yeah, these friendly matches. No, no, hell no. Well, uh, I. <laughs> what do you I, think, Justin? I I don't really have much more of an opinion because I can't top your Valley Girl voice impression. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean that's. I mean I. I I could definitely see it the way you, you presented it with, uh, and just kind of like you know, you know, they like Ronda and the Bellas win. And Melbourne, Australia, and then like the next Raw, they're like so happy they won, and 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 Nikki's like, you know, now that we had this great team, let's let, let's 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 try to see who's the better woman at the, at this historic night for the women called Evolution. I mean, I could I could totally see that for sure. I'd rather there be a heel turn, but I could totally see that. Yeah. Again, who cares? <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick to you guys. I'm just saying, like for the show itself, like I don't care. It's probably the main event. Do you know Matt, what I mean? Matt I should care. Glenn was here. I just don't. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, we should care. I should care. I can't be the only one who doesn't care how that match gets booked and, and how it gets there. All right. We, we all just want to see her versus Charlotte WrestleMania. Fast forward. And even that's not a it's not a given. Wrestling Observer Newsletter says it's been talked about, but by, by no means is that necessarily going to happen. They'll always go back to Charlotte. They'll watch. They'll always go back to Charlotte. And plus, who else do they got? Becky's on is in Fuego right now. Becky is. That's true. But Becky's over like Rover. Yes, she is. All right. So uh, we see backstage. We see uh, an interaction of Corman and uh, Braun Strowman. Strowman just reminding everybody that he's not he's not aligned with Baron Corbin. He basically says, you know, Corbin sucks, and that Ron knows that he can uh, he can take him down at any time. So coming up next, we got the tease. We are going to have Elias, uh, one of the top segments always, usually. Elias uh, does his guitar break, does the walk with Elias bit, and then he's interrupted. He's interrupted. He takes some shots at the Dallas Cowboys, does the whole local thing. Uh, and then he's interrupted by Leo Rush. 
and, and this was very entertaining. Uh, I loved it. If, if, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't watch Raw, this is worth checking out. Uh, it's my favorite segment. Yeah, in addition to the Undertaker promo, this was my favorite. Yep. Yeah, uh, Leo Rush comes out, interrupts real quick Elias, and Elias then asks, "Whose kid is this?" <laughs> That was such a great one. So good. <laughs> Elias's delivery was so good here, and Leo was just off the hook. He was awesome. Uh, and so Leo keeps shutting it down, saying it's okay, and is introducing himself, and Elias continues to figure that this kid needs to go to Lost and Found, that somebody's parent <laughs> needs to be buzzed. Um, <laughs> so, so Leo introduces uh, – wait, let me see if I can say it. Leo introduces my man, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley <laughs> versus Elias in another match with uh, Leo Rush on commentary. Uh, Leo, uh, I, I mean, entertaining. He can he can certainly uh, work the mic. He was entertaining on the mic and entertaining on commentary. It could work too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Matt. What, what do you what do you, what have you seen of Leo Rush? Did you see anything of him prior to coming to he, WWE? He, oh, I take that. No, I've seen him NXT house shows many times. Though I go to the NXT house shows, um, they're all local. They're near where I live. Yeah. And uh, he's nasty. He is nasty. But if you, if, I would, I would go with people that have never been before, and you know what the instant reaction to him is is pretty much what old boy's reaction was. Whose kid is this? <laughs> yeah. you know? He looks fifteen. He does. He does. <laughs> but but he can fly around that ring, man, and he can get some sympathy on him. And he's a good worker. I like him. He's athletic as hell. He's so fast. Like I've seen him. I've seen him in ROH and uh, and on Two Hundred Five so Live. You watch his stuff. He looks like he's in fast motion. Yeah, fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> I mean, he's a. Uh, it's amazing say, how quick that kid is. I say this to you guys. You think I'm nuts for saying this? If we're talking pay per view posters, no, I'm not going to compare him to Bobby Lashley. Okay, aside of the WWE truck, I'm not going to compare him to Bobby Lashley. In the ring, you let them both go into that same arena. I guarantee you, Leo Rush would do a better job of getting those fans to emotionally invest in his match than Bobby would. He kind of did tonight. It's not Bobby's fault, by the way, but it's the truth. I think they could do some cool stuff. Lashley and him against uh, Elias and Kevin Owens. All of a sudden, I'm like, that'd be a fun That's match. Cool. Like, That's a Bobby cool Lashley angle. just throwing Leo on top of him and <laughs> Leo doing all this, uh, all this yep. flips. Yep. And the two perfect spoil, the two perfect heels. Yeah. Lashley needs to turn heel if he's with Leo because Leo's such a natural heel, but this was great. Yeah, Bobby does need, yeah. Well, we might be heading to that tag match, uh, Raj, because uh, Feels like Owens it. comes out. Uh, talk about fast fast forward. Leo does some some crazy uh, acrobatics to get away from Owens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. This guy might remind, remind me of the uh, it remind me of the John Morrison park was a parkour. parkour, parkour. Stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. what it kind of reminded me of. That but he gets he gets around Owens, and so uh, Elias ends up winning by a DQ. But it definitely looks like that's what we're headed towards on on an upcoming Raw. Is this which uh, obviously the biggest benefit out of this is for Leo Rush, who you know what 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 an entrance onto uh, Monday Night Raw for him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he kind of stole the show. I mean, the fans were <laughs> once he started doing that, the fans were into it. Second or third best thing of the night, I thought. Yeah. yeah. What was after this? Uh, we go into the women, uh, the kind of the, the, the women's, I hate to call it, but let's just call it the filler before the main event. Uh, it's uh, Mickey James and Alicia Fox, along with Alexa Bliss in their corner, up against Ember Moon, and she has to find a partner tonight. Who's going to be her partner? Um, and it turns out Nia Jax, returning Nia Jax, she's been off TV for a little bit for injury. So we hear. Two months, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ember Moon and Nia Jax versus Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Uh, Nia, Nia and Ember get the win. Of course, they're playing off the fact that Nia and. Alexa were once best friends, and Alexa's out there. So, playing off this, ultimately Nia Jax and Ember Moon get the win here. I mean, I, I don't know. Wasn't I mean, was, Raj? Did I miss anything? Was there anything else we're supposed to really take away from this? No, not really. Yeah. yeah so, there it is. Um, obviously, a lot of it they they, they plugged it during it. The evolution plugged plugged the fact that Alexa Bliss will be taking on uh, Trish Stratus. Plugged the fact that we'd see uh, Mickey James or was it Mickey James and Lita or who's taking on Lita? Lita and Mickey, Mickey James. James. Mickey James. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they plugged a lot of that, but that was pretty much it. Night and Ember get the win. Uh, so now uh, we're down to the main they event. Uh, Baron Corbin, real quick, we see him backstage with the ref- referee telling him he wants the referee to call it right down the middle, fair and square. Uh, Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns. I, you know, for a main event, Matt, you know, and again, I, and I'm, and I, I don't hate on Roman Reigns and I don't hate on Baron Corbin. I, I think 
you know, I defend these guys more often than when they're getting bashed by the internet. But you know, this match just the, the, all the rest hold and just not not the pace that I felt that you would need at least to start for what's supposed to be the main event title match. It's, I know I know it's a title match and I'm not expecting a title change, but it's still a title match. I got the title entrances. So it was just kind of a really slow, two, slow start. Two two big guys. We have two big guys. It's hard. And and in their defense, look look how they started last night's match with two big guys in the main event. They started with freaking weapons like right away. Roman Reigns pulled the table out and nobody cheered. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Roman. I don't know what it is. But but two big guys like that, you're not gonna have that fast. Duck one, you know what I mean? Uh, duck, duck two, and, and create movement with the other guy because they're they're both big dudes. Roman would have to be the one creating the movement in that ring, but yeah, because Corbin is a Corbin's he's too big. He's slower. His matches are slower paced as it is, and uh, without much happening. I mean, Roman. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. He can he can go. Uh, with the, with the right guys, uh, Baron Corbin's not that guy. But that yeah. being said, by the end of this match, the crowd was hot for it. Yeah, it was. They were. It was. And they popped big for Roman winning at the end, even though uh, you had Braun out there. And and uh, yeah, well, you know what? I, I would have been fine with this just ending with Roman beating Baron Corbin. You didn't have Braun come out because then it just became. It just felt like every other the last three weeks when once you had yes. know, the pack and whatever the dog pound or whatever they're calling themselves. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Out. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This, this would have been a good weekend to actually do it clean, no interruption. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, he doesn't lose any heat by losing that way. He just doesn't because he can get it back the next week on that microphone. Yeah. You know, no big deal. I don't know why they had to do that. Well, and the fans were into this. Um, not only did they pop and run right to the win, but he, even when Corbin uh, throws the chair which should be a DQ, but then he has the, the referee start it. The crowd got, 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 you know, the heat got on Corbin for that. So, I mean, they, 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 they did buy into it. So um, I guess at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. They got him where they needed to get him. Uh, and then of course, uh, everybody starts to come out at this point. We see Braun Strowman come out right when, when, when Roman Reigns has the upper hand, getting ready to finish Baron Corbin. Braun comes out. Uh, then we see uh, Drew and Dolph come out. Then here comes the rest of the shield and it's all, all hell breaks loose. Uh, Roman Reigns ultimately the winner. Uh, and done. He gets a three count on Baron Corbin. Uh, Shield standing tall uh, as the dogs, whatever their faction is, looks on. <laughs> yeah, and that's that. Roll the credits. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was better than uh, some recent weeks. It wasn't great. It wasn't overly. Ex- it wasn't a ton of new storylines or new direction, but uh, still, I thought it was pretty pretty good. Sorry, it is like a thousand degrees out there, you guys. I'm sweating bullets. What were your thoughts on tonight's show, Matt? Um, nah, I always give it a C plus because that's what the damn thing always earns. <laughs> but this is no different. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of graded on a weighted scale now. <laughs> so know, for raw, know. it was <laughs> they've tested. They've tested so poor they have a great curve. That's going to be mine. It's because of Taker. Simply because Undertaker was there. I mean, is that enough of a... I say Taker. I like Leo. Uh... Yeah, but they have three good segments every week is my point, and I give them a C+. Plus. Right. When... Yeah. When one when twenty percent of the show is good and then the rest is mediocre or bad. With the I'd say most mediocre. With the best roster they probably have ever had. Yeah. As far as in-ring talent goes, it's hard to argue that. Yeah. And so I don't, you know, it just shows you the writers are, they're never going to get rid of them. They need to. It's never going to happen. That's the only way our wrestling, in my opinion, real wrestling will ever come back. The the wrestling that makes you, when when every talent is hitting on all cylinders because they're using extensions of themselves finally. That's the only way it's ever going to happen. Sometimes they get lucky and these guys are acting enough into these certain roles and it starts to work for them. But they're not really acting like an extension of themselves. Yeah. Not most of them, they don't. They're acting. They're in a role, you know? And that's why there's so much disconnect for them. 
Yeah, you know when people say times change and the business changes and yep. things change, and yeah, of course everything does. But the things that still work, as far as like good promos, you see that working elsewhere. It, there's no reason it it wouldn't work in WWE. Like natural promos, natural oh, characters. Yeah, um, you're right. And and real heated. You see it with Connor. You know, you see when UFC does big business. What it, you know? It's, They're doing our formula. Yeah. Better than us. Yeah. Yeah, as I said from the beginning, I, you know, you can have bright spots, take early or rush, whatever. I don't think, as long as it shows three hours, they'll never be able to do a start to finish solid show because of the format they do. They have to rehash, they have to do recaps. It's just, it's very hard. It's not yeah. because they don't. Have, it's not. It's not. It's not because of a lack of talent. They got. They got a great. They got a great roster. But it's when, yeah. yeah. I mean, when they can no longer do it for the post mania show, you know, like our the last couple post mania shows have been a lot of slow spots on those. So. Hey, hey, guys, you know what's a good point? SmackDown. SmackDown is awesome. Two hours. Two hours. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, so maybe I'm wrong, and it is about just the hours. Maybe it's the time. It really maybe just is because SmackDown to me is an entirely different feel. Uh, yeah. The storylines are just grittier. I like them way more. I'm sucked into pretty much almost all the SmackDown storylines right now. Yeah, it's even awesome. an average uh, an average two hour SmackDown feels so much better than, oh, uh, than a good Raw. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, well AJ versus Joe last night was so good. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, I, I like that finish. Great finish. Great match. Great uh, emotional investment on both characters. Like I, there's a storyline I can sink my teeth into. I believe that storyline. There's history between those two. Roman versus Braun, just two big guys going at it. They have good chemistry, but I don't buy their history together. Like I do Joe versus you know AJ, and it shows in the ring. It shows in their work. It shows in their facials. They believe it. That's the big difference. The one thing I didn't like about the AJ Joe finish was I feel like it makes Joe uh, not Joe AJ look kind of weak. How many? That, how many since AJ's been champion? How many matches has he won? How many? No, no. Well, how many? How many controversial finishes has he had? Oh, think of all. Stop. Think of all the controversial finishes he had with Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Like, like, really the go DQ back. You at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, I mean, how, I mean, it, it for. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's been a lot of controversial finishes for him, which I don't know. You know what's funny? I should be. Th- I'm not thinking that way though, for whatever reason. I should be, but I'm not. I'm just really turned on by his matches. Like, 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 like his the stories they're telling in there. I'm just so sucked in on that. You're right. You, as soon as you said, it, I was like, oh crap! Yeah, he really hasn't been winning any matches cleanly. That's for sure, or or with no dispute or anything hairy like that involved. He has but, a Ric Flair run. He has a Ric Flair run. He's held the title, but, and, he's and he's a baby face. <laughs> but, but but by the same token. I think of him as the, the the star of that show. I do think of him as the world champion of that show, and, and I'm most entertained by his matches. Still, like I just am. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that they don't treat him special, and uh, he's being the WWE champion. He should be protected he, yes. more, treated like a bigger deal. He should, but yet when that bell rings, I don't know. Nothing, nothing about his in ring work. His in in ring is perfect. It's uh, how they treat him in the storylines and and. The finishes and his match placement on the pay-per-views. Uh, even on SmackDown, he's rarely on last. <clears throat> well, yeah, and as long as they have joint-branded pay-per-views like they do now, he's he. You know, I don't foresee him getting the last main, last match main event spot on any of these pay-per-views. It's always going to be Roman. There's also a stylistic reason for that, though, because of how he works. It's very different than your typical main event match with WWE. Very true. It's very fast-paced. It's different. And for whatever reason, they're stupid, by the way. They're not picking. They're not catching up to the way the business is going right now. Apparently, they missed All In, and they missed all these other types of shows like Ring of Honor. Well, that's where the business is now. Yeah, it, they. I think they, they'd rather finish with a match that they well, know is going to... Two plotting guys, but they're just big. Yeah, it was like WrestleMania. They'd rather finish with a, a match that they knew the crowd uh, was going to crap on with Lesnar and Reigns. They knew the crowd was going to crap on it, but they'd rather finish with that yep. than the WWE Championship match between AJ and Nakamura. Yeah, that's just where they see AJ. I mean, they don't see him. How much politics? As big of a star. How much politics are still involved with the two brands? Where like they'll never give SmackDown a real fair shake on a joint pay-per-view. How much is that still happening? Oh, a ton. Do you see it every? You see yeah. it every month. 
I know but that's, I mean, that's going to change, you would think, when they go to Fox. Is it by design because of the brand, though, is what I'm saying, versus just AJ being the champion and they're not that high on him as a champion finishing off the show versus they are Roman? Is it because of AJ or is it because they view SmackDown as a lesser? It's the SmackDown as a lesser. That's, that's how it's always Still, been. That's how it's shame. always been. Yeah, well, and, and SmackDown does, you know, Raw does much higher ratings than, than SmackDown. Well, well, Matt, I'll put it to you this way. Vince McMahon's at about half of SmackDowns a month if he makes that. So that puts it in perspective right there. If he's not, if he's not going to SmackDown TV, that, put, that tells you what you need to know. Yeah. So. Maybe that's why it's good. How about that? <laughs> How about that going halftime? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and on, and on that note, we'll, uh, we'll close it out. Matt Morgan, give us the plugs. Yes. Uh, go on your app store right now. It's at 1230. I will answer your questions about tonight's Raw. Um, one-on-one on an app called UpLive. Go on your phone app store, uh, type in UpLive in the search engine, download it, then look up the blueprint Matt Morgan, and I'll be on in five minutes from now for the next two hours. Long night. Raj? Uh, the first part of the our interview with Eli Drake went up today, and uh, it's, just, it's a busy week on the site. So How was it? it? How like was it? 40, Eli Drake's awesome, and uh, you know, he talks a lot about how he doesn't like uh, where the business is headed as far as less characters and less big storylines. He's an old stuff. throwback, man. Yep, yeah. Money promo, too. Oh, God, yeah, he can 100%. talk. He's got a ton of charisma. Dude should be a superstar. When I went back to TNA, I was blown away by him because I didn't know much about him at all. I know he was some guy in WWE for a minute for a cup of coffee. Then they throw him in TNA on TV, and I was like, geez, they'll just hire anybody who was in WWE. Well, <laughs> Good God bless that they did because that dude is a stud and a half. He's a man event talent on any show. I don't care. He's super, good. Super entertaining. Yeah. It's hard to find nowadays. Yeah. The new stuff every single day on Wrestling Inc. Make sure you check it out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Justin Lavari. Hit me up on Twitter. It's got everything I'm doing. Links for podcast, chair shot reality, and, of course, this podcast. We'll be back Wednesday with Glenn as we break down the two hours of SmackDown on Tuesday night. For Matt, for Raj, I'm Justin. Have a good night.